Hey guys, and welcome back to High Key Adulting, aka the not-so-serious guide as to how to live your best life as a teen, late teen, or fresh adult. I am your host, Jada Jones, and it is currently 8 a.m., and guys, it's not the 8 a.m. thing that you think it is. <laughs> I just finished pulling my literal third all-nighter back to back to back, and yes, it. I'm here to say that this is just not who I am. You can tell like, by my voice right now, like it just doesn't sound all great. Let me give some backstory. So first of all, I had my second all-nighter collab with all my YouTube subscribers the other night. It was two nights ago, kind of. I don't even know at this point because all of the dates are getting messed up. I did it on Juneteenth, so that was June 19th. By the way, happy belated Juneteenth to all of my black people. Hey. So we pulled that all-nighter on June 19th. So I went to bed really, really quote-unquote early Saturday morning. Then Saturday morning, it was like 6.30 and guys, so I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys right now that there are lawnmowers outside. Um, it's currently Monday morning and that's what they do on Monday mornings, but I really want to get this uh, thing just done and over with. I really just want to get this intro done and over with, so I'm going to just talk over it as loud as I can. Anyway, so yeah, so that happened. I pulled the first all-nighter then and then I slept and then woke up at like a decent time, three o'clock p.m. and then I then stayed up all day that day thinking that I was honestly just going to go to bed early because I was so tired and I ended up editing my girl talk video that just went up by the way so check that out super fun um I ended up editing my thumbnail and some of the fun text stuff that I had going on in the video till 6 30 in the morning again and I didn't even realize so I just ended up just snuggling in bed and then I woke up at 12 p.m so that was Sunday aka yesterday aka eight hours ago I ended up getting so tired midway through the day and I was about to take a nap but what happened was that I got distracted by my subscribers my lovely 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 subscribers that I love to death but uh, I ended up going live from about 10 p.m. to about 4 a.m. and this wasn't even like an all-nighter collab it wasn't anything like that I just ended up doing that because I love them so much and we were playing Roblox and I will get more into that later. That's not this section of this podcast, but I will talk about that later. But with all that being said, yes, I ended up just staying up and right now it is currently 8.20 a.m. I don't know how today's going to go, but I know that I'm going to get this done and scheduled for you guys already now and yeah. Anyways, little rant, but (laughs) more on that later. But today's episode, I have a special guest all the way from the UK. She is a fellow YouTuber and content creator that I have looked up to for a very long while. She actually recently followed me on Instagram, and that's when I knew that I had to reach out to her to be a guest on the podcast. She's just such a genuine human being, and I am doing a podcast swap with her. So be sure to check out her podcast called The Creative Key, where you will find me guesting on her recent episode as well. All of her links will be linked in the description box down below, but before we get into the gist of that episode, we've got a quote of the week as well as my highs and lows for the week, so let's go ahead and get right into that. So the quote for this week is very, very simple. It is, don't be busy, be productive. 
again, very, very simple. I feel like anyone could have told you that, but I saw this quote and it really spoke to me because I feel like as places start to open back up and we just start heading back to work, heading back to our sense of normalcy work-wise, um, I think it is so important to remember that being busy does not mean being productive. There are ways to be productive without having to stress yourself out and feel like you're doing so much. Um, yeah, uh, there's a big distinction between busyness and productivity, and I think that honestly I could do a whole podcast episode on that, but I want you guys to keep that in mind going into this week and going on into further weeks as we keep moving forward and want to keep achieving things and keep doing things to slow down and just really sit and take the time to schedule out what's going on, take the time to plan what's going on so that it is clear to see what needs to be prioritized, and yeah, hopefully that is a cute and easy quote that will stick with you guys throughout the week, and yeah all right turns out i was not recording that past time and it turns out these lawnmowers are getting louder and louder so let's go ahead and quickly get into my highs and lows of the week guys i just recorded the section of the podcast and i realized that it wasn't filming but what's new at this point anyways my highs and lows for the week let's go ahead and get right into it for the second time around so the lows for the week i definitely feel like the lows of the week has to be my sleeping schedule being off um, not, there's nothing more that I want right now than to have a normal sleeping schedule, and that would be so nice to have, honestly, at this point. It just feels awful to have that midday slump, then the morning, I, like, I'm just not up in the morning, and then at night, I'm just up and ready to do whatever at night, and I just don't like that, so I really want nothing more right now than to just have a normal sleeping schedule, so want to get back into that. That's my low for the week. Let's just go ahead and go with that. And then my high... <laughs> My high this week is, uh, <laughs> I feel so stupid saying this, honestly, because I never thought I'd be one of these people, but my high has to be Roblox. Yes, guys, you heard me right, Roblox. Um, I've become one of those people, and uh, unfortunately, you guys can't stop me. On Friday, when we pulled the all-nighter, I had so many comments telling me, Jada, you need to download Roblox, you need to download Roblox, and actually hasn't been the first time that people have asked me to get it. It has been obnoxiously thrown in my face every single time I'm live to get a Roblox, and during the all-nighter, I didn't really have much planned for the night, so I was like, you know what, fine, I'll get Roblox, and didn't think I'd be obsessed with it, but boy, was I wrong. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the reason why I'm up right now as well. Like, that is contributing to the reason as to why I'm up right now. So, yeah. Anyways, if you guys want to add me on Roblox, if you're just trying it out, want to know what it's all about, my Roblox is at Jada Jones with four S's because three S's were taken, like my Instagram. But you know what? It's okay. That's fine. Add me on there. My favorite games to play as of right now are eviction notice which is basically a roblox version of big brother which is literally so similar it's scary and epic mini games because it's like tiktok and tiktok in a way that it's super fast and you go to the next game and the next game and the next game it's like a big like arcadia type thing is arcadia a word no it's fine um arcadic arcadic type thing and it's really fun and nice and it's fun to play with friends honestly so if you guys want to play with me on there if and when i'm just going to choose to kill time at that point yeah i'll be on there and i will search for you guys so definitely add me and i will add you back but yeah that was my highs and lows for the week these motorcycles motorcycles yep motorcycles at eight in the morning uh these mowers are getting really really loud uh as you guys can probably hear i've just been trying to talk louder and louder and louder over it but 
with all that being said, I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys get into the episode. And yeah, enjoy Laura and I will have all of her links linked down below. Alrighty, guys. Today I have such a special guest. I love this girl so much. I've been watching her for probably a few years. I'm not really sure, actually, because I feel like it blends in all together <laughs> whenever I find people. I have no clue. But today my special guest is Laura Medley. She is a fellow YouTuber. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello. Um, I'm Laura and I am a YouTuber and I also do freelance digital media work, which is really exciting. Um, I also am a student, but like not at the moment until September, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I kind of, I create a bit of everything. I'm trying to move towards more filmmaking content, which is really exciting. For sure, for sure. Oh my gosh, that was a perfect little bio. (laughs) So talk about just like your YouTube career. How did that all kind of start for you? Where did you feel like, wow, I should do this? You know, like when was that kind of moment for you? Yeah, so I began YouTube about three years ago, just over three years ago now. And um, I kind of began it because I was going through my GCSE exams, which I'm not sure what they're equal to in the US, but um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I always see those on YouTube. I'm <laughs> like, I'm always seeing this on YouTube, like my results. <laughs> literally, though. Um, but yeah, I was going through those exams. So I was about 15, 16. And I was kind of just getting a bit bored of like not like not actually doing anything else but school. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take up something else. Mm-hmm. And I've always been really interested in creative subjects. My brother does graphic design. And so it was always something like on my radar to do sort of filming. I've been watching YouTube for so long. Um, And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to try it and see whether I like it. And admittedly, the first probably year of videos were not my best work. But um, you have to start somewhere. So I did that and I kind of just started it and then moved into doing media at college, which was really fun. I was doing like all of these different projects and short films and it was something that I really enjoyed even though it was pretty difficult um (laughs) so yeah YouTube was like something that and still is something that really inspires me to continue to create so that's kind of my journey so far and I'm kind of about to change a few bits but yeah that's awesome 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 All right. So I want to ask you, what kind of videos did you start making when you started your channel? So many people just never know what's in, like what to do, what they end up liking. So what was kind of the whole niche that you dived into? So when I first started YouTube, I kind of didn't really know like about niches and that they were really a thing. I kind of just made what I enjoyed to watch. So Mm -hmm. I really liked at the time to watch kind of lifestyle fashion kind of videos and I tried that and it wasn't my thing (laughs) I was gonna say didn't we all have that moment we all have that moment we all tried to be like Bethany Mota and Alicia Marie oh my gosh right yes I still love those by the way um oh yeah of course course. (laughs) yeah (laughs) I definitely went through that stage of like not knowing what to do and then after a while I thought well you know what I am going to school and everybody goes to school you know like at least for a period of their life or is Mm -hmm. being taught in some way and I thought you know what that's something that a lot of people could relate to and I started watching this group of YouTubers that are kind of their own niche called the study tube and it's something mainly in the UK but there are quite a few 
U.S. study tubers, I guess. Um, I, wait, who are they? Like, mention a few U.S. ones. I feel like I watch a lot of international ones for whatever reason. Try and... I'm trying to think. I don't really watch that many US ones because I know, I'm like, obviously Jem. Do you know Jem? Oh, I, I love her videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I know like her because she does those like study like live streams. Yeah. And oh. then like I'm trying to think. I used to watch a ton. And then like after I like left high school, I was like, there's no reason for me to watch <laughs> these anymore. <laughs> there's there's so many. I'm uh, You know, when you just like cannot think. I'm trying to remember but she's definitely one there's like tbh studying yes i i feel like ever since i got to like college and was doing like a less stereotypically academic subject like media i kind of stopped watching the more academic youtubers because i like i didn't really relate as much but when i was at yeah, school it's it more was, like creative yeah. yeah yeah exactly and like when i was at school it was very like obviously when you're doing your GCSEs, it's like math, science, English, and really academic subjects that a lot of people are doing similarly. So it felt like easier to watch those kind of videos then. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me wrong, obviously, I still do watch some of my, f- oh my gosh, somebody keeps texting me. <laughs> you're, you're fine. <laughs> obviously, I still like keep in contact with everybody from StudyTube. And we've actually got a project going on with all of us called the StudyTube Project. That's um, awesome. Which is really nice. Um, it's a nice little community. And I kind of started to create these Study With Me's, which ironically is like my most popular video on my channel is a Study With Me, which to be honest, mm-hmm. I don't like that video anymore, but it was good at the time. <laughs> That's how I always feel. Yes, whenever videos go viral, you're just like, why this one? Why was it that one? <laughs> I I always wonder why that one like did so well compared to my other videos, but uh-huh. we'll never know. The YouTube algorithm and its ways. I know the algorithm is just the algorithm. <laughs> so when you started your channel, did you ever kind of know that it would take off to this point or was it kind of like a a set of videos that you did that kind of blew up was it all of your study videos that just kind of took off or how did that happen so i i think it was about like the main part where my channel started to really grow was about summer last year actually and basically i think i was at about i'd say about 70k i think in in Mm -hmm. like the beginning of summer and then by the end of summer, I was about 110, which is a lot. And I it's quite overwhelming mm-hmm. for me. Um, but yeah, I put up a room transformation video, actually. And it was oh gosh, like of course. <laughs> my favorite video that I've done. That's awesome. But yeah, so I think the video that probably set my channel like up to grow was definitely that one. Because it kind of... I That was when I really started to kind of include this creative elements into my videos and make sure that everything I was doing was in my style and really reflected me as an artist and I feel like that video was kind of the start to like the catalyst to moving forward with that um so yeah that video definitely played a massive part in it but I would say probably the main part of my channel has been kind of study content whether that's like vlogs I feel like I do quite a few vlogs and things like that but I as I said I'm going to like be changing my channel a little bit um right across two different channels now yeah talk about that real quick I feel like some people like fit this mold and they grow Mm. up so long on this platform or any platform like with this mold and 
you kind of don't know how to break out of it. Exactly. Like, well, is my audience going to consume that content? Like, they subscribe probably due to, like, study YouTube videos, and mm. I don't really want to do that anymore. So kind of explain how you're moving forward with that and how you're going to do that. Yes. Yeah, so basically, I kind of, as I was going through college, I kind of felt like, obviously, I do media, and it's really not, like, even though I do study it, um, it's more like... I feel like with something like media and probably something like performing arts as well, it's more you learn through mm-hmm. practice rather than learning like, yeah, like as you would in something like say maths or English. <laughs> um, so I feel like there's just like completely different styles, and I was like honestly really struggling to try and work out how to film these videos because I was like nobody's going to understand what I'm doing because I can't really explain it. <laughs> Um, so I really struggled with like the study with me videos that I used to film. So I thought, you know what, let's try like some different content. Let's make more like get productive with me so I can kind of include a bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And those videos actually went down really well. And so I thought, you know what, actually this is like, this is more towards what I want to be portraying. I don't want to be portraying my life as like perfect and like a star student and this and that, you know. Right. Um, exactly. And so it was kind of then that I thought, you know, actually, I really want to start showing a lot more of my creativity and my art within my videos. And so I started little animations and like other bits throughout my videos that really kind of are becoming more to my liking and my style. Um, I think a lot of the time on YouTube, a lot of creators kind of follow this, oh, well, like this is going well for this person, so it will go well for me kind of thing, Um, Mm -hmm. which to be honest, I did for a while. Like when I was doing my study videos, I was like, well, you know, if I make them like this, then like maybe not as many people will like it. Um, But then it kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what, like I feel like I'm happy with my content as it is and if people would still like to watch, then that's great. And moving forward now, you know, I'm I'm at a different place in my life than I was like six months ago, three years exactly, ago. Exactly, exactly. And I think with YouTube, a lot of people get this kind of, you know, they get comfortable and their subscribers are, they've still got quite a few views and subscribers that are staying active and therefore they don't feel like they want to change their content. Um, but right. for me, like, I I always try and say this because it's something that I really believe in and something that has really, you know, shaped me as a creative is, I don't know who said it or maybe I made it up, I don't really know, but the quote, (laughs) like, people love what other people are passionate about and I really do believe that because I watch videos of people who do, like, things that are just absolutely nothing to do with what I enjoy myself, but... I love it because they're passionate about it and the way that they portray that is Mm -hmm. really interesting. Exactly. I completely agree with that. I think when I started actually learning that people subscribe to you based on your personality after a while, like, and it's not necessarily about, I guess, how do I say? It's not about the content that you make anymore. You don't really have to fit that mold anymore. Now it's more about okay, I have an audience. They kind of like my personality as well. So even if I were to do a gaming video, like they would probably want to watch it because it's you, not because of your content, you know? So I guess when starting out, like it is important to have that kind of semi, I don't like to tell people to niche down, but when you do first start a channel in order to get people to know what they're coming back for and subscribing for, you kind of have to have like a certain thing that you're focusing on. 
But as you move forward, I feel like it is so much easier to just kind of just do whatever you want, honestly, because people will watch you no matter what, because you've grown this community. All right. So I wanted to ask you, how did your YouTube channel influence the person that you are today? So for example, especially because you are now going to university and doing your own Mm. thing, how is that kind of changing the whole game for you if that's that makes sense like how does that influence (laughs) or how has your channel influenced that yeah I think when I started my channel I was obviously a lot younger than I am now and my channel's given me a lot of opportunities and just personal growth as well like I've gained a lot of confidence from having a channel and um even though I'm not like outwardly like a very extroverted person I'm still pretty introverted I I'm confident Mm. in my abilities now whereas I wasn't before so I feel like it's kind of prepared me for the next stages of my career because as much as I adore YouTube and I really really enjoy it um, there's definitely other things that I really want to achieve and Mm -hmm. mainly to do with like I really would like to build up my own business but obviously we'll take everything as it comes but that's something that I would really like to do in the future so for YouTube it's kind of built built up so many diff- different skills for me like I know how to edit and things like that and right. in general it's just really made a difference to like my confidence and just how I feel in general so I would yeah. say YouTube has had a massive impact on me as well as like obviously my life and everything yeah so what would be advice that you would give to someone who was in like Laura's place like three years ago something that you know like someone who's thinking about starting a channel now or anything yeah what would you say I mean to be honest I would say just like even though a lot of people tell you like you should like go in and know exactly like what you want to create Mm -hmm. um I would say don't as much as it obviously I would say go into like some sort of niche like right I know what you're saying like some Agreed. sort of niche but not so specific that you f- then feel like you can't you go out of that niche yeah. yeah um so I would say like I'm happy that I went into the niche that I did because you know I've met so so many amazing people but mm-hmm. at the same time you know I I almost do wish that I started with a bit more of a like wider channel and I didn't you know restrict myself and my content Mm -hmm. so I would say definitely just try to work out you know what am I passionate about like literally make a list you know like make a list of like look I'm passionate about this this and this and this is where I like want my future to lead and if there's something in that that you think actually nobody's doing that right now you know like if if you wanted to create videos on I mean I'm trying to think of something that nobody's doing but (laughs) it's YouTube so right exactly like asmr um, and like mukbang videos are a thing like you can do anything on youtube you can eat food on youtube so exactly exactly better you can do anything (laughs) exactly i would say just do whatever you're passionate about because i think a lot of the time people try to do things to fit in or try to do things because they see that it's working for others and I, as much as I like to watch people's channels that like I receive something from them, whether that's advice or like learning a new skill, I also watch people's channels for, you know, who they are. And I like, there's some people who I literally, as soon as they upload a video, I'm clicking on it because I just really am interested in them and their career. And I think that's probably a better way to go in my opinion. Um, Mm -hmm. 
is to try and like build up this relationship with your audience and the only way you're going to be able to do that really is to you know be yourself and actually you don't have to be more like you don't have to pretend to be something you're not online and that's something that I had to learn because for the first year I was like hi everyone like and yeah, that's just not exactly. me you know everyone does that everyone starts there, exactly I feel like. <laughs> exactly uh-huh. the high-pitched voice is like <laughs> moving forward I want to talk specifically about you and your two channels so what do you feel like you're going yeah. to kind of lean in towards those I know I saw something on your Instagram story where you like did a t-chart and it was so cute <laughs> yeah. I loved it and it was like the side-by-side <laughs> just kind of showing everyone what you can expect. So yeah, explain for us. I want to know too, like, how are you going to move forward? And kind of what are you going to include on your channel? Yeah, so I really, as I said, I really want to go down a new route because, you know, this, my YouTube channel effectively, for me, it's all, it's my hobby, but it is also my portfolio. It shows like the progression of my work and my, you know, my creativity. And so I really want to make my main channel more of a like filmmaking place I want the videos to be a bit more high production and to have different parts Mm -hmm. to them because most of the videos that I have filmed um, in the past haven't been like scripted or haven't had any like proper planning there's been a couple that Mm -hmm. I have um, but for the majority of them are like vlogs or they're you know um, study videos so it's kind of I didn't really have this particular thing that I wanted to like move towards when I was younger. So Mm -hmm. now I know like relatively what direction I want to go in. I kind of feel like I want to share that more. And so my main channel is going to be very creative and I'm going to have some short films. I'm starting a project soon, which is really exciting, um, which is going to really share my love for like filmmaking and even though I don't necessarily know exactly what I want to do (laughs) um Mm -hmm. I feel like I want my main channel to just be like a really professional place that you know if I went to get another job or I was at a university interview or an interview of any kind I could Mm -hmm. you know show anything on that channel and be like you know I'm really proud of that you know Mm -hmm. um because it is like your resume, I feel like, your main yeah, channel or like exactly. your whatever you create on YouTube is your literal resume. You can show that to people for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I haven't had another job than YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. So I really wanted like YouTube to be something that really shares my passion, but also shows like, you know, I, I am professional. <laughs> like, I, yeah, you know, right, I, exactly. I, I do know what I'm doing um, mm-hmm. in some way, I guess. And right. so... Yeah, for my main channel, that was that's kind of the plan moving forward. I really want it to be a reflection of who I am and where I'm moving towards. And then mm-hmm. for my second channel, I just want that to be like make whatever content you like kind exactly. of channel. Yeah. So sure. you know, I still I still love creating vlogs. That's vlogs mm-hmm. are always gonna have like a place in my heart. So I Same. really like I just love editing them they're my favorites and I know so it's more fun to look at it's just fun. <laughs> yeah exactly my passions I have so many different passions that it's really hard mm-hmm. to condense it into like a niche which is why I always say like you don't have to have a niche because I feel like a lot of people think you know like I've got to have that one thing that like makes me stand out from other people but um you know like that that one thing that makes you stand out is actually you as like cringe as that sounds right, it's you it really is for sure. 
Um, so yeah, my second channel is going to be a lot more relaxed, just like random videos that I've come up with or like random ideas that I've had that, mm -hmm. you know, I just really want to film and share. And yeah, I think, I think it will be a really good way to separate my content and have like two, dif almost like two different platforms, really. It paused and it did a lot of stuff. Oh, so no. <laughs> I was just like waiting for it to catch up. I was like, yeah. <laughs> guys, <laughs> if you guys don't know, like Laura and I are obviously not in the same place. I'm in North Carolina and she's in the UK. <laughs> so literally the service is so bad. I don't, hopefully I can edit it well and it's like good, but it's just making me laugh how I'm just like can barely hear what she's saying. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You'll be hearing it as you edit it. You'll be like, oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm going to be like, no, saying. I wasn't even reacting to the right part. I'm just like talking. But anyway. Okay, now for just some like fun questions. Um, What is something okay. that YouTube has kind of opened the door for, I feel like? Is that, uh, it could be anything. Like what is something that you are really proud of that your YouTube channel has like gotten you an opportunity to do? You kind of asked me a similar question on your channel, uh, on your podcast as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um. So basically I... When I first started my channel, I never really had any intentions of doing freelance work of any kind. Uh, it wasn't really something that I had in my mind. I just kind of mm -hmm. thought, you know, you know, when you're like 15, that you're very influenced by other people. And I feel like there was this kind of, you know, impression that you should go to university slash college and, you know, then get a job. Um, now, I kind of mm -hmm. obviously with YouTube have realized that you know there's there's obviously more than one way to do things it's not just like that wrote for me I kind of it's definitely opened my eyes to a lot of things and within the past year I have had a lot of freelance opportunities which has been really exciting mainly lyric videos which is something that I'm really passionate about um mm -hmm. I'm actually doing one at the moment um the deadline Ooh. is today oh <laughs> so fun. great time um but yeah I am really proud that you know I've been able to build some sort of freelance business off mm -hmm. of it if you like and obviously I'm still not I wouldn't consider myself necessarily like a freelancer first um because I get the occasional job but my main thing is just kind of you know trying to build my creativity in different ways and I feel like with freelancing that's really helping me um mm -hmm. so yeah I would say that's probably the biggest thing that has come out of being on YouTube but obviously there's I've done a couple of sponsorships I haven't really done too many just because again that's not really me I don't I'm not a big I'm not a big like advertisement person and so mm -hmm. I kind of I've done a couple here and there that have been really exciting and yeah so I feel like I've just got yeah. opportunities that I I'm really happy to have you know I didn't want to take mm -hmm. opportunities for the sake of having them um but you know it's still a hobby to me you know mm -hmm. yeah I feel like when people get brands and sponsorship deals as well it's like you really have to figure out is this something that like I actually want to do or is it for the money or yeah. like whatever and that's exactly. such a big part of it for sure and like I feel like YouTube just opens so many doors like not just for brands and sponsorships but for so many things you gain yeah. connections like you said 100%. like with your study tube group and just like so many other things that kind of come out of it. But I'm curious, I just kind of want to know how the UK <laughs> scene is with YouTube because I just like, I find it so fascinating yeah. that YouTube is a global thing and it's like we connected. Like 
10 years ago, yeah. we probably wouldn't even have thought about knowing each other because of, like, technology yeah. purposes. So, like, now YouTube is exactly. this, like, global community. So how how is the YouTube scene over there? Like, is it, do people talk about YouTube as much as they do here? Like, I don't, I don't know if they do or not. I'm just curious. I mean, obviously, I don't know how much YouTube is talked over there, but I would say yeah. YouTube is talked about quite a lot. Um, it's really? quite, it's very so popular. Cool. We've got, like, a few people in, like, the UK that are really, really popular. I know, like, so Zoella. Like, <laughs> is Zoella still, oh like, famous or, like, I don't know? Yeah, she's still, really? she's still doing all right. Oh, my yeah. God, that's crazy. That's insane. I and remember like, buying all of her, like, books. That's, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. She has, like, so many. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know, like... I feel like she was the only, like, quote-unquote, like, British YouTuber that I watched, like, religiously when I was younger. Like, so that's so funny. Like, is there anyone else who you, like, any other, like, British YouTuber that you look up to or anyone that's over there that you really like? Yeah, so, I mean, there's, like, different groups. So there's, like, a massive group um, over here called the Sidemen, which a group Lo- massive group I feel I don't know how many of them there are yeah I feel like it just keeps growing um there's quite a few of them um so they're a massive group over here and also there's like a few individuals um over here that I really like like somebody whose channel I really do like which you probably wouldn't expect from me yeah um but that I really have like quite a dry sense of humor I'm not really like I find quite a lot of things funny but uh-huh. um there's a youtuber that I like just really find his videos funny he's called jack mate um he also has a podcast actually oh really um um yeah it's really good it's i think it's called happy hour i believe um but yeah really really good channel i really like his content and i feel like there's a lot of like i mainly watch us youtubers Mm -hmm. um over uk ones but yeah there's a few here and there that i really like I feel like it would be such a different, like, different atmosphere over there because it's, like, do you feel yeah. like it's harder to connect with people over YouTube since it's, like, or people from here at least? Like, do you have any, like, U.S. YouTube friends that, like, you have and whatever? Because I feel like YouTube, since it is, like, primarily USA dominated, it's, like, I feel mm. like, like, I forget about the world. Like, it exists. Like, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So whatever I feel like, yeah. oh, I find, like, Definitely. a good UK YouTuber or, like, good Aussie YouTuber that I'm like obsessed with because like I have a lot of Australian YouTubers that I love to watch like vlogger style whatever oh, same. and it's just like yeah. so it's so cool to see a different perspective like you forget that that kind of exists you know yeah I feel like there are I feel like I'm a really big fan of like smaller YouTubers I really as much as I love like mm-hmm. you know the YouTubers who will have like a lot of subscribers right I like I sometimes feel like you know like when people get to a certain amount of subscribers like their their content kind of stays the same I think um, so too. and I really like supporting smaller creators because that's mm-hmm. something that you know like I don't I don't look at numbers you know like I, mm-hmm. I look at yeah a ch- person's channel and if I like their content you know I watch their content mm-hmm. um and there's a girl that I watch called Coco Day um she is amazing she's a British YouTuber she's really really good and her videos are so amazingly filmed and edited and I really just love her content and you know like it just goes to show like you don't need you know these massive amounts of numbers to be good at it and I'm sure she's gonna like blow up at some point because her videos are amazing but you know like I don't think like there's certain people you know that you see and you're like you know what you're you're really talented at what you do um and you know I I prefer to support people who really you can see their passion going into it um rather than like people who kind of view it 
not more as a job, but like don't have that same passion anymore. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I think for sure. Like, I think I like by smaller YouTuber, I feel like I mean like even 100K and less just because I just feel like it's so much it's so much more genuine. I feel like even like less than 500K, I still feel like those are smaller creators as opposed to like people who have millions because I don't know. I feel like it's also just harder to appeal, like appeal to everybody. Like, you know, like Mm -hmm. as a bigger creator and like, if you get up into the millions, it's like, now you just have so many different people. It's like, how do I appeal to these people? Oh, okay. I'm going to do more things that are going to appeal to more people. Cause it's like, I feel like people think, Mm. oh, once I hit a certain number, I'm going to be happy and it's going to be great. And then you just don't. And then you just have to realize that you just kind of have to keep going and you will create your own community the way you have it. Like, I feel like for me, I am on the smaller end of creators, but I feel like my community is just so tight and so highly engaged that it makes more sense to, you know, have a quote unquote smaller following, but a better engagement rate, you know, as opposed to someone who has... 500,000 yeah. followers and only 1,000 of them are actually active you know yeah exactly mm-hmm. and I think I think as well because obviously being in the UK like our content doesn't necessarily from what I found anyway obviously it's different for everybody doesn't necessarily get recommended to a lot of American people or um, people in Canada it's usually like gets recommended in the UK and obviously the UK is a lot smaller <laughs> you know it's it's tiny little country um but you know it's obviously I guess it's probably more difficult to grow in the UK than the US I would say um but with the algorithm you can't really predict anything yeah exactly I'm really trying to think how I found you like I'm trying to remember it was probably from some kind of study video honestly when I was really obsessed with this whole studying thing um but yeah it's just so interesting how again it's just a global thing you know like I forget and it's just really cool have you ever been like recognized in public or like has anyone said anything to you in the UK like because they found you from your videos see I feel like in the US I feel like it's not as big of a like a deal to like Mm -hmm. go up to someone and be like hi like I like your videos but in the UK a lot of us are very awkward I mean interesting British and you're listening you might not be awkward but from my experience when someone comes up to me, I'm always so awkward. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've had a few people come up to me, mainly at like conventions, or I had mm-hmm. someone come up to me like in my local town once, and it was really like That's so funny. odd because I live in like such a small little village, and mm-hmm. it's it's really weird that like somebody would watch me, and I was like, oh, hi, hi, <laughs> like it, <laughs> I was so really not expecting it. I kind of forget that I put myself online sometimes, um, mm-hmm. which is probably not a good thing because then I go out and I like, <laughs> I can see that somebody like recognizes me and then I'm like, did like I like go to school yeah. with them or did I like I I like oh. completely forget and I but <laughs> yeah I have had a few people come up but nothing like crazy like some YouTubers obviously. Mm-hmm. That's so funny, but I think that's so cool though because you just never you forget that you kind of have people watching you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why yeah, sometimes I definitely. just forget that like people are actually sitting there to watch my videos. Like, girl, <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times I watch your videos like on my TV just because <laughs> and it's just playing in the house. And it's just so funny because you don't think about that. Like once you post a video, you're like, oh yeah, people are just checking it out. But no, people are like actually watching and viewing it, which yeah, is crazy. Exactly. But yeah. It is. And I like, I, I literally, I forget so often 
And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people who do YouTube, like people assume that you're like completely like really confident and really like, you know. Yes, they do. Um, yes, for sure. And, it, and it's like, I'm just, you know, like YouTube, as much as it's a really important part of my life, you know, I there's also other parts to my life that, you know, I don't share online. Right. And that no one knows. You know, yeah. I'd like to, but it's, you know, I think it's nice to keep that kind of distinction between that so like Mm -hmm. for a long time obviously not anymore because I've changed my YouTube channel name to Laura Mm -hmm. but for a while I could tell whether somebody knew me from YouTube or from like in person because all of my friends know me as Laura Mm -hmm. and like people online know me as Law a lot Mm -hmm. of the time yeah so (laughs) I'd always kind of know whereas like since people worked out that my name's Laura Mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't work the same yeah. way <laughs> also I want to ask you about that because I did realize that you did change your name online so kind of how what was going through your brain when you were like you know what I feel like I need this little brand switch up like <laughs> I just need to brand myself in this way so kind of what was yeah. the reasoning for that and whatnot so I for a long time like I've been law on YouTube you know like for the first I'd say year probably like mm-hmm. year um, I was like Perks of Law and that was like my YouTube name. I don't know why. I don't know why that came through my head. But, um, <laughs> I, think that's I, I think I, wait, was that you? Then I had been subscribed to yeah. you for a very long time. <laughs> that was you. Oh my gosh. I, hold on. This was just such a random I look like a I different person. That's so weird. So that means I've been subscribed to you <laughs> for a very long time. I didn't even realize because mm. yeah, I, cause I guess maybe you took a break from YouTube or something. And then I realized that your name had switched to Laura Medley. Yeah, and then I was like, I, did. I was like, who is this? I don't remember subscribing <laughs> to this person. And you look like someone else that I actually am subscribed to. She's a US YouTuber, but she looks just like you. So I was like, oh, really? I was like, maybe, yeah. I was like, maybe I just subscribed to someone that like looked like her too. Like, and I just did not remember your content at all. That's crazy. So that's so weird. Cause I was subscribed to you during that whole, that whole oh moment. That's so crazy. Anyways, continue. So I just have to go ago. on that tangent. Um, I know. <laughs> But yeah, so I was Perks of Law for a while and then I changed to Law because I was like, you know what, let's keep a little bit of privacy. Let's not do Law yet. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking because it's not really much different, is it? But (laughs) it's not like people wouldn't know my name's Laura. But um, yeah, so Mm -hmm. I went with Law because I thought, you know, like it's kind of it's different to who I am, but then it's also like still kind of me. Um, And it was just like a nickname that somebody gave me in school. And ever since, like, if people are, like, calling me, like, from across the classroom, they'll be like, Law, instead of Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I, w- I went with Law. And then I, after a while, I was just, me being somebody who's interested in, like, graphic design and, like, things like that, Law just wasn't working. You know, like, it was, it just didn't flow mm-hmm. quite well. And it was just, every time I did, like, a banner, it just looked weird because it wasn't balanced. And, like... I just kind of got to a point where I was like you know what like I actually want to be more me online like I want to share more than just like my education and more than what I already am um and I thought you know what well it's not much of a difference but we'll change it to Laura oh that's so cute I love that that whole just like thought process of that I I can imagine you being like a no a a literally (laughs) I mean literally I made like so many different banners just to see how it would look and I was like oh really I like it oh my gosh um <laughs> yeah you went through it and you went through it for sure I really did. <laughs> so what do you think the next few years will look like for you and your personal brand 
Um, I mean, I'm planning on like I'm currently obviously in this like transitional period between different mm-hmm. content. Um, but soon I'm going to be like uploading um my new style of content, which I'm excited for. So I am too. I cannot wait. I'm really excited for what I've planned. Um, but yeah, so. I would say the next few years, obviously I'm going to be in university. um, So I will be like filming and everything like that during like my university Mm -hmm. period for my second channel. But for my main channel, I'd really like to keep up the creativity on that. Um, There's a project coming soon, which I'm not going to say too much about um, because I have like a whole video coming on it soon. But it's like a a big project that's going to last a long time a long time basically I don't have an end point for it um and I'm really excited for that because I think it's really going to illustrate you know my creative vision and other parts to me that that YouTube just hasn't seen before um so yeah I am really really looking forward to that and I hope to kind of grow that I'm also kind of wanting to kind of branch out into different things like I really want to get some more work experience with different companies um like there's a specific channel um slash company in the UK that I would really really want to work with in the future like probably on like a part-time basis um and like their offices are like probably like an hour from where I live so it's kind of convenient yeah there's definitely a place that I would really like to work for it or at least be like freelancing for them at some point yeah, that's so cool. um I just kind of I see that for me moving forward um but yeah I really like to build up my freelance stuff and cool. then hopefully start a business but we will see fun awesome awesome so we've hit the last question and now the last question that I want to ask you for the adulting community is um, what is your top adulting tip for listeners? It can be anything about anything that you've learned from growing up, whether if it's on YouTube or just in school or just kind of how you've adulted throughout this process. What is your one adulting tip that you have? I would say something that I've like really learned is to like not focus so much on what other people are doing and what their mm. actions are, whether that's towards you or towards other people, but more focus on like how your actions can actually, you know, choose who you want to be, you know, mm-hmm. make your actions fit with your morals rather than like trying to fit in with somebody else. Because for a long time, I kind of thought like, you know, you know, like in school, like you kind of think, well, this person's cool, you know, I kind of got to be like that, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like one thing that I would say is like, if you, you know, if you believe in something and you have someone in your life that really is going against that or does just just doesn't have the same morals as you like let them go (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I think that people can really hold you back especially in creativity they really um and I think letting somebody go as much as sometimes it can be quite hurtful yeah I think letting somebody go who might be just not necessarily weighing you down but just not supporting you the way that you feel like you need to be supported mm-hmm. I feel like w- really empowers me in general because I think you know what like I'm doing this for me and I'm actually you know I'm really looking after myself in this situation mm-hmm. and obviously be empathetic to their feelings like right. don't just be like bye um <laughs> but I think definitely thinking about how mm-hmm. your actions 
are towards other people and focusing on what you're doing to progress for yourself and for others as well um, is really important. So that's what I would say. Agreed. Thank you so much. That was such good advice for sure. I think I really do think that some people are scared to let people go, especially, you know, if it's someone that they've known for a while, someone that they've thought that they could depend on. But um, yeah. moving forward is a lot about, or moving forward and being successful at moving forward is a lot about just leaving mm. things behind that no longer serve you. And that's okay because yeah. letting them go will give space and allow space for people who will support you. But exactly. you can't do that without exactly. letting people go, you know? So I love yeah, that totally. so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you so much, girl, for joining the podcast. So good to have you. Let us know where we can find you. So my YouTube is just Laura Medley and then my second channel is Laura Medley Vlogs and then my Instagram is Laura Medley, L-A-U-R-M-E-D-L-E-Y and yeah, that's about it. My podcast is The Creative Key. Yeah, we also recorded Uh an episode for my podcast um, and yeah. So everything again will be linked down below. So don't worry about that. It will all be there for you to check out. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was so good to have you chat and yeah. Good to see you. You too.